is scheduled. That's it live, mate. <laughs> Mac, are we live? We're live now. <laughs> Some have connection issues. Ah, is that what <laughs> Ladies and gents, welcome to. Oh, sorry, were you going to say something, Mac? No, no, nothing important anyway. It never is important, <laughs> but it wasn't even funny or clever, so it's fine. It doesn't matter. Ah, well, well, uh, do you know what? <clears throat> funny and clever go together when we're talking about this movie. Ladies and gents, you are tuning in for the absolute review of Samurai Cop. Now, let me just, I want to paint the wee story here, right? Because this is my, my journey through Samurai Cop. Like The Room and like many other movies out there that are so bad that they're that great, I had never really heard Samurai Cop, right? I was sitting one night watching a movie and my phone went bing! And I looked and it was J-Mac saying, Hey, mate, you fancy covering Samurai Cop? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what's Samurai Cop? But I thought, Samurai Cop can't be that bad. <laughs> yes. So I was like, yes, let's do it. So I was like, right, next couple of days, I'm going to have to watch a Samurai Cop. Now, in my head, I'm I'm thinking, maybe this is like a Bruce Lee kind of movie. Maybe something back then that that uh, has a bit of, oh, wow. <laughs> so I killed. So I... It really does, though. <laughs> Just for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> So I source Samurai Cop, I turn it on, and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is what we're doing. It's, it's instant as well. It's like as, soon as, as soon as the music starts, you go, all right, here we I go. Like, ah, Game Boy. <laughs> David Fullerton says, here we go. Here and we go, Davy boy. <laughs> Tony Bernal says, golden. That's one way to describe this movie. And Tony Bernal also says, I've got my Samaria t-shirt. That'll be a samurai, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're like, not. Really. <laughs> Unless it is a Samaria, Samaria t shirt. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. I don't know Tony well enough. <laughs> I don't know him at all. <laughs> so, Samurai Cop, uh, best way I can kind of describe my experience of this was incredible because. <laughs> I felt that I wanted to go back and watch it many times, and I have dabbled in it after watching it. It's one of those 
It's one of the. What did they say that this is right up there with the room as some of the best worst made movies ever? Yeah, and it, it completely deserves that title as well. I mean, see, if I just to show you the the, the kind of quality of film we're getting, that face <laughs> that's not being messed with in any way. That is a that's on a poster that they released for this film. He, I don't know if he was raging or drunk or really hot when he did a scene, but that's what his face came out like. Uh, the rest of his body is a normal color, uh, but his his face just goes like beetroot red and. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I mean, the the film itself, it's it's barely a film. It's just a mishmashy scenes that get put together. The story is basically non-existent. It's basically just one scene to the next to the next to the next, with the occasional reference to something that happened earlier on. It's an absolute midden of a film, but it's such good fun, man. <laughs> it really is. It's when it starts off, and it starts off in like a. <clears throat> Uh, Tony Montana styled, well, cheaper Tony Montana styled gang meeting, and uh, when when the the boss is introduced, I, I can't describe this best, and we're going to take absolute pelter from YouTube here for uh, using content that doesn't belong to us, but I don't care because it is well worth it, as J Max says. So here here is the introduction to the boss. Here comes the boss. <laughs> that hey, mullet! Look at that mullet! That boss is an Eddie Guerrero cosplayer. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for knowing who Eddie Guerrero is at this point. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, if anybody looks less threatening than that boss, let's let's watch that one more time, okay? Here comes the boss. He looks, ah, he looks like the guy that brings ice to the tables in a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> totally does, right? Here comes the boss. I mean, who who says that? Here comes the boss. <laughs> the guy that wrote and directed this, uh, Amir Shev- Shervan? I think it's uh, Shervan or Shervan. Something Shervan. like that. Amir Shervan. Almost like Amir Shavon. Let's go with Amir Shavon. How much of one? He, this was his first movie, and and I'm dying to see his others because because he thought that 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 dialogue and everything about that was good. Like, the, not that it's not right, but the, the, there's we can't we just need to get into the film. We can't we can't do this in generics. We just need to get into the film just to talk about the details that make this the magic show that it actually is, man. Um, I mean that opening scene, like introducing the boss, and he comes out, and he he looks like he'd lose a fight in primary four, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but one thing that I did notice about this is a jap is the Japanese katana gang, right? One thing I noticed about that gang is that there's like three Japanese looking, and everybody else is just it's just a, it's the most it's the most culturally inclusive Japanese gang I've ever seen. You've totally got is. you've got white people, black people. You've got Iranian people. <laughs> There's less <laughs> Japanese people than anybody else. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, man. It's hilarious, mate. Do you like the the scene straight after? You know, the, the here comes the bus when they're trying to like give partner to the the big guys. Like, so you're going to take the deal, right? There's parts where the guy's saying something, and it's being dubbed. 
It's been dubbed by the director. It <laughs> <laughs> happens quite a few times throughout the film. I'll get. I'll give you one sentence that you, you'll probably recognise this. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hey, hey wait, wait a minute. minute. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Every time like four, pe- four people. Hey, wait a minute. It's always the same voice. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and and of oh, the, the repetitive that's one thing is the repetitiveness of the film is hilarious like the bit that started with the car chase and you've got samurai cop in the front driving now for some reason when he's trying to get around traffic he moves his head he's like oh damn oh and and he's telling his partner constantly shoot shoot him shoot shoot him it goes on for like yeah. five minutes shoot him and then he goes i got him he's like you got him <laughs> I have a clip here to play of that very time, and it's when he's talking about you know the car scene. He's like, "Oh, it's warm and ready." He's he's ban while chasing these bad guys down in his wee car. He's also <laughs> gaining patter to the lassie that's up in the helicopter, right? Yeah. Who later? Who later? What happens with them later? Uh, they bone. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a way, and, and look look out for this, right? It's after he's talking to her, and he's like, "Well, I'm in there, right?" He turns and gives a wink to like the audience. <laughs> like, watch this. Here it comes, right? An eye on the van, Peggy. I'm well informed there's a large suitcase full of coke in the back. They're gonna make the swap somewhere in the marina. Just stick close to him. Okay, Joe. Keep it up. Oh, it's up and ready. Uh, you just keep it warm. It's warm and ready. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it's warm and ready. Can I just say, keep it warm. It's it's always warm. It's warmth is never the problem. It's it's suppleness and moisture that tends to be the issue. Mate, we keep uh, keep it warm. Oh my god, man! And the the whole the whole thing that the whole bit of dialogue between the two, and it doesn't get any better. And he's just throughout the whole film, he's just trying to get his end into everything he possibly can. Oh no, they um, come to him. They come to him, mate. I mean, she's so forgiven of it as well. Because he's, he's, he's telling a story of the guys in the stage. He's like, yeah, I had this girl. She's so beautiful. And we, we were in bed together. And that girl's behind him. She's, she's like, hey. And he's like, it's okay. You know you're my, you're number, my one. number one. And that's <laughs> fine. She just accepts that. Like, that's not where that conversation would finish. She's <laughs> 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 absolutely fine with it. Half um, a samurai cop. Mate, <laughs> did you see as well? Well, she's in the helicopter. And she's giving it all the part, right? To him. Oh, it's warm and ready. And she looks to like her wee co-pilot and she's like, and, and he's like, <laughs> like, what? At what point? At what point? He's like, oh, oh, look at you. Is a young love. <laughs> Such a cute couple, you and the samurai. Uh, it's, uh, and it, quite quickly after that, there is a sex scene with you too. We call it a sex scene, right? Samurai cock. <laughs> that makes more sense. We call it a sex scene. It's more a, a caressing and booby scene. Like the, there's, they're kind of acting like they're having sex with obviously without doing it as they do in all films but it's just like you just see a hand come into frame and like rub a face and you're like oh yeah there's a a lot of nipples a a lot of nipples and to be fair they're quite nice the guy had good taste when he was picking the the girls for this film (laughs) that's the one thing that's the one thing he gets (laughs) now see there are occasional moments in the film that are actually done right like a film like a shot is actually composed right and I, and it, it's it seems to be it seems to be lit okay, and the color the color seems to be balanced. But the fact that 
you get a good scene every now and again. It just illustrates how bad the bad ones are. Like if it was, if it was just bad from start to finish without any good scenes, you probably wouldn't notice it as much. But if you get a good one, it just goes, wow, that previous one was fucking crap. Aye. <laughs> uh, um, you know what I'm saying? Aye. Uh, I, I did think whilst <clears throat> that, because I felt the, the love making scene, which by the way, we don't have any clips. <laughs> in enough trouble as it is. <laughs> but the the love making scenes i find they're very long for what they are like aye okay yep. a kiss is a kiss right you're like okay we know where this is going a kiss on screen should probably last 30 seconds 40 seconds at the most before either the camera pans away and it allows you to use your imagination or before things start to get a bit more serious this is just like mwah, mwah, lots of nipples mwah. and then it keeps <laughs> going like that and i'm like yeah me j just saying if it was me that was in that movie i'd have been like this to the director i'm thinking maybe we got to <clears throat> play about with this one a wee bit <laughs> i mean we want to make it more authentic my art my artwork is authentic here so you want, so, you want to say to him it's like amir have you ever actually made a film before are you good at making films He's like, sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aye, there's there's too many sex scenes in this, right? There's just far too many. Most of them involve samurai cop and some some other women or women. There's one scene. There's a sex scene between two baddies, right? So you've got you've got Robert uh, Robert Zadar, who's uh, the guy with the massive chin for Tango and Cash. Uh, he's having sex with a, a really hot redhead. And uh, hi, the, the boss. Weird... It's the boss lady. Hi, <laughs> the boss lady at the start. Here comes the boss. The boss. Right. Right, very attractive. Again, well chosen. But the weird thing about that sex scene is that it still plays good guys having sex music over and that you scene. Do it the exact same way. They do <laughs> the exact same thing as what it's like. Does everybody bone the same way in this as, Aye, as everybody else? Like, where's I just watched a, a TV series called Heels the other day, right? And I, I, I'm not used to seeing a lot of sex scenes in TV series. And he's got a like proper doggy style scalping her ass and stuff, proper naked. And I'm like, all right. It mixes it up a wee bit. Like, <laughs> Navy does the same thing. Navy just gets on top of a naked lassie and kisses to some weird, wacky music for like three minutes. You know? Uh, it's, it's like, it's weird. It's like fake saxophone music. It's like saxophone music, but it's done on like a 1983 Korg. Um, uh -huh. In fact, not a Korg, Casio. <laughs> it's done on an 1983 Casio. <laughs> <laughs> Korg. <laughs> um, but like, just talking about like the camera work for a second, right? There's such there's such shaky camera work in this sometimes that I swear to God, if you look at the shakes, it's the cameraman's pulse. <laughs> he's he doesn't have anything to hold the camera away. He's just holding the camera and it's, his pulse runs through it. So it makes the screen go. God. It's hilarious, man. Um and then you've got the the issues with the colour that we spoke about. Now I had to dig into this a wee bit but apparently this is something i don't know because we are modern film fans and modern filmmakers but when you're using film you get outdoor stock and you get indoor stock when it comes to celluloid mm. uh movie films you're 35 mil they just used whatever they could find like there's indoor stuff you can tell has been shot with outdoor it's like all kind of orange and dark and then you've got outdoor scenes where it's just all blue and washed out um and it's just far too it's so overexposed as well like it's, as soon as a window comes into frame it just whites out the entire screen it's it's like it's like you've gave a kid a camcorder and it's it's just a it's an absolute joke but it adds to the charm it adds mm. to the charm 
The car, <clears throat> the car chase kind of ends when that boy gets set in fire. Now, I know you've got a lot to say about that boy that comes out of the car screaming in flames. Yeah. I, that <laughs> uh, That's not the guy that was driving. <laughs> the, the guy that was driving is clearly, he looks kind of Middle Eastern, probably Iranian. He's got a big moustache. And then he crashes the van. The van blows up. Uh, and then... The guy that gets out the van on fire is just a white guy, uh, <laughs> covered covered in flame retardant gel. Um, and the the thing is, when they filmed that scene, there was absolutely no health and safety in place. Like normally, if you film a movie scene like that where somebody's on fire, you've got a fire a fire crew there. You've got loads of kind of stunt experts and stuff like that. They showed up to set that day, and uh, Amir, the director, was like, "Okay, guys, uh, he's going to come out there on fire, and you're going to put him out." They're like, "What?" <laughs> It's like what way? He's like, oh, there's a there's a rug and a wee fire extinguisher in the car. <laughs> if you look at the fire extinguisher, it's like a can of juice. It's the tiniest wee thing. And they're like, right, okay. And you can tell the guy that's on fire is getting pissed off because he starts kind of getting up and looking about to make sure he's getting put. Out. <laughs> it does, it does. It's so dumb. He looks at the camera like, what's going on? <laughs> something for me. <laughs> Oh, imagine you imagine you rock up to your job which has been a stunt man and you're like okay so i'm going to be on fire and two trained experts are going to come up and put me out yeah 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 and yeah. then you hear that two actors didn't even know that day that they were doing that until they showed up to this apparently the whole shit was like that the, the guy would phone him the night before and say he's like okay guys you have to go to here we're going to film this scene like day to day there was no shooting schedule there was nothing it was just an absolute shit show air production uh, but there's there's scenes as well where um obviously it's really famous for like they know they had to do reshoots um and they had to use uh, the main star, Matt Hannon, had cut his hair, so they had to use a wig, and it's a, such an obvious wig in certain <laughs> scenes. He even falls off a couple of times, but we'll talk about that later. But there's 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 parts where you can tell that the people that are supposed to be talking to each other just aren't in the same building. Oh, man. Right? It, it turns out that for the reshoots, they just shot some, some of the, the kind of dialogue, or monologue, really, in Amir's office. So you'll see scenes where uh, it's in a restaurant, but then when it cuts to the samurai cop or Frank or whatever, it's in an office. <laughs> and apparently they were just talking to a chair with a lamp sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> improvising, improvising. Aye. Um, so the there's also some great henchmen in this film. Like the, the haircuts on some of the heads. There's a guy with a proper blonde mullet. Um and there's there's another guy that's it's it's almost like he's got a receding hairline but a mullet at the same time. There's a guy that looks like John Carpenter. Now these guys are supposed to be in a Japanese gang. Like that's they, they just they just don't fit. They, they don't fit. Um, no. <clears throat> also, the guy that was set on fire, it, it was just his back that was on fire, right? <laughs> but for some reason, when he ends up in the hospital, he's all burnt. He's all burnt. He's like his face is all bandaged up, and has got like strawberry jam coming through it. <laughs> Right, mm. uh, but then obviously the the bad guys are like, oh no, he might talk. We need to pick him off. So tell us, yeah. tell us how they do that. Well, well, what happens is, well, there's a bit just before that that has obviously we know that big samurai cop is a stud, and anybody wants him. So just before that scene, right, we'll kind of we'll go through this bit by bit here, right? <clears throat> just before that scene, 
the nurse that is treating the now burnt all over guy comes out of the room after saying, yeah, his lips are burnt, he'll never talk. And as she leaves this room, here's the conversation that happens. Thanks, nurse. Do you like what you see? I love what I see. Would you like to touch what you see? Yes. Yes, I would. Would you like to go out with me? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, I would. Would you like to fuck me? Bingo. Well, then let's see what you've got. Like that escalated? Mate, how do you go from going, yeah, he's burnt and he'll never talk to, do you want to fuck me? (laughs) What hospital did he go to? It's definitely, it's, he's definitely got a booper plan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that in a normal NHS hospital, man. That's that's definitely, that's a ticky box for a booper service, that one. Like, at what point did, did she in any way be like that? Right, you know what? Right, now that I'm done saying this guy's burnt all over, this guy, the guy with the big woman hairdo, this is the guy. Do you want to fuck me? The thing is, he, he is he's proper 80s, 90s hot. He, he is, man. He's, he's, a, he's a big stud. This guy was Sylvester Stallone's bodyguard for years. He's a What's stud. Yeah, aye. He's a stud of a guy. Um, <laughs> still no evidence to support the fact that he knows anything about being a samurai, but he's a big stud. <laughs> <laughs> he's well built. He's got a great body. Um, but the big, long hair. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, man. I can't help myself. <laughs> it's not gay. You can appreciate a guy. I know. Well I know. Done. I know. I'm just kidding. I just love that <laughs> clip. <laughs> the, the the speedo, the speedos, man. But I. So that kind of happens. And as as he's been now being rejected for the first and only time in the movie because he's not got a big enough piece. Where well, you want a, ju- a jet, a jumbo jet? Um, <laughs> that's, he, that's he, so what kind of size are you looking for? Something the size of a jumbo jet? And then she just kind of walks away, and the black guy comes out and goes, "Hey, I got one." <laughs> <laughs> but get this right so he then says to the officers that are guarding this this um witness burnt cops, this. <laughs> right they're like hey no one goes in here at any cost right and then the nurse lady walks in with who, who is the nurse lady is here comes the boss no, That's I'll, her. I'll tell you what he says. He says, don't let anybody in there except doctors or nurses. That's what he says. All don't right. let anybody in except doctors or nurses. And she's she shows up dressed as a nurse, right? And you go, right, well, fair enough. But the funny thing about it is they still try and stop her going in. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. And then <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. She's, she's like, she's like, I need to empty the bins. I don't think nurses do that. <laughs> no. Also, it's just like, oh, you need to empty the bins. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> we hey, all know is... those bins need empty. Can, can we take take a moment here for Steve the cop that's guarding the room? <laughs> he's the worst actor. The worst actor. I think he's like he's like, hey, everything seems okay. A nurse is in there giving him an injection, and he's he's got. I don't. I think he might be white, but he's got Jerry curls. <laughs> he's just such a weird looking guy. But anyway, so they let in the nurse, and not only that, what. What do you think might be in the laundry basket that she's got? Let's have a look. Let's find it. (laughs) 
no anaesthetic whatsoever. Just let's leave him here in bandages to be in pain. <laughs> All right, man, he's enjoying the strawberry jam. Right, there's a walking chin, dressed as a doctor. Right, so, <clears throat> first of all, why the fuck's he dressed as a doctor? He's hiding in a laundry bin. <laughs> I, I can understand that. if he dressed like a doctor to gain access to the room. That makes complete sense. But <laughs> to be dressed as a doctor, then, like, hiding a bin. <laughs> what are you doing? Why could she not just go in there and inject him with something? Why does uh, she that, need to take him? Because we need to be reminded that this is a Japanese gang. That's Please. why. Oh, I, she needed the head to put on my piano. Aye, bring his head and put it on my piano. I will bring his head and put it on your piano. <laughs> Good job he was burnt all over his face so we can take a fake head. Oh, mate, even the way he was like that, just slowly pretending to cut through the head and then, then he gets handed a football. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's like he's trying to cut through a tiger loaf Fiasda, right? <laughs> you don't need, there's no even any sound effects. There's na there's, is there any music? I can't, I don't think there's any music in this scene either. No. No. Which is weird for a scene like that. You would expect, like, somebody's getting their head sawn off. There'd be some kind of uh, music to try and kind of, pardon me, to initiate some kind of emotional response for you. But there's nothing, and then mm -hmm. it's just like they pass off a, a football wrapped in bandages. Um, <laughs> I, it's it's something special. But dressing like a doctor and hiding in a bin is just. It seems like at least one part was unnecessary, regardless of what way you look at it. Also, he that guy's huge. Well, his chin takes up most of the bin as it is. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, so I just I didn't I thought there was other ways. And if you really wanted to build him up as a really big bad guy, just have him go in there with a sword and slice everybody. Aye. I mean that's it's the Japanese gangs, nobody's really gonna come after them except for Samurai Cap. <laughs> so this happens and then the the hey that that guy didn't seem right, then they start chasing them down jumps in the car and he's like catchy and then it moves on to the 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 boss their boss so he's standing there the samurai cops getting all this with his big hair and he's like <laughs> his other fella is getting the whole rawr, rawr, i didn't get to arrest a single one of them you come up here and kill everybody so the, <laughs> the stereotypical boss yeah uh, the angry the angry police captain oh no no sorry you're talking about you're still talking about the uh, the the gangster. No, no. The, the ah, sorry. Right. Okay. I the, the, ang the angry captain. Now this, this. It's like they've tried to rip off Lethal Weapon and just did it in a really, really stupid way. Um, I mean, uh, if I, uh, that's it. There's nothing else to say in that. They, they tried to rip off Lethal Weapon and it just, <laughs> just failed miserably. But just became not its own thing. The boss guy at the end as well. Like at the end of that scene, he's like, "I feel like someone's putting a baseball bat up my ass." Better find a way to get it out. And I say, I feel like I got a big club up my ass. That's that club. And it hurts. <laughs> gotta find a way to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> the the dialogue is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. <clears throat> and it is. <laughs> so get out of here, you motherfucker. Have you got that clip actually where it lingers? No, I don't no. think so. Right. No, Basically. No. Uh, he has a go at them and then sits in his chair and shuts his eyes and then uh, the, Frank, the, the black guy, he walks over and kisses him on the head and yeah. then they both just run out the room like a couple of wee girls and he gets up he's like, get out of here you motherfuckers and then he just kind of sits like this. Yeah, and then he sits down and laughs. For ages, then sits down and then laughs. 
and then goes to sleep. <laughs> it's like they just didn't know when to say cut. They should have cut when, just after he put, get out of here, you motherfuckers. And it, that should oh. have been it. Even the actor didn't know when he was going to say cut. Like, <laughs> truth, truly, that's what happened. That's why he just it went on so long. He just, nobody yelled cut. And he's like, what am I meant to do? Uh, all right, I'll sit down. All right, I'll laugh. Oh, I'll just go to sleep. <laughs> And then it moves on to the restaurant scene where we first are introduced to his new missus. I can't remember. Is it Jennifer? And uh, mm-hmm. who's the name of the... What's the name of the boss guy? The Eddie Guerrero-looking guy again? <laughs> uh, Fujiyama. Fujiyama. He comes and he's like, who's Fujiyama? No, I, actually, and all no. the white guys are like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> also, remember that uh, Samurai Cop, Joe Marshall, Samurai Cop, speaks fluent Japanese. I know, I know. And he walks in and he goes... Hey, are you Fuji Fuji Yama? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Can I just say I don't want to rip the piss at the the actor Matt Hannon at all because he seems like the like one of the coolest guys ever. You see, I've been watching a lot of kind of interviews with him and stuff to prepare for this, and he seems like the coolest guy. I don't want to rip the piss at his acting, but I think he was definitely a victim of circumstance when it comes to this film. <laughs> he really was. Um, but some of the dialogue he's been given to do and it's it's, it's brutal the the restaurant scene uh, that's where he gives his monologue isn't it like his big his big speech about getting (laughs) they want to deal drugs to our kids and send money to their Swiss bank accounts he's raging for that entire thing he's raging like like inside he's truly raging because he, he knows how ridiculous the lines are and the fact that he's in an office saying the lines to a lamp when he should have been saying it in the restaurant <laughs> seven months earlier, which <laughs> um, is one of the one of the obvious reshoots, oh, um, nice. which involves we need to talk about that wig. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what wig we're talking about, pay close attention to this clip uh, when the samurai cop is thrown to the ground. And the bad guy, what's his name again? Okamura pulls, Okamura. Him, up, pulls him up. You see his wig fall off. Here it is. His wig fell off in the left hand. See, he, th- he thought the film was finished shooting. He was told it was finished. And... Uh, Apparently, what happened was obviously he cut his hair. He did. He was trying to get more acting roles, and it's hard for kind of big guys that tall with hair like that to get roles. So he cut his hair. Seven months later, he gets the call from Amir to to go to his office, and he thinks to himself, "All right, this must be the the first cut of the the film that he's given me to watch." And he shows up, and Amir's like, "What have you done to your fucking hair? We need to finish the film." He's like, "I thought it was finished." <laughs> so then you have to go out and try and get a wig. There is a a backstory to the to this wig um what some people might not know is that, that wig was actually a, a a real person so kev if you want to run the it's a wee biography that we found on the wig Aye, this will maybe give it a bit of continuity because that's what they were in that movie that's what they were really lacking with him cutting his hair was continuity yep because continuity was perfect <laughs> or he cut his hair absolutely <laughs> Here absolutely we go. <laughs> Johnny Wickman was born in 1965 in San Francisco, California. His father, James Wickman, was an engineer who worked on an abandoned redesign of the Golden Gate Bridge. Some believed his plan to build the bridge underwater was too radical, but anyone who knew Johnny 
said he was a spitting image of his mother, who was a stupid-looking brown wig named Gloria Follicle. He and his mother didn't get on very well, as it was said they were just too much alike. Johnny didn't do well academically, mainly down to the fact that he was made mostly of dead skin. As a result, Johnny was bullied mercilessly by his peers. They would call him names like Harry Houdini and Wiggy Wiggy No Brain. <laughs> he would constantly be threatened by other children with hairspray, which would cause him to go completely stiff for hours on end. But it also made him extremely flammable. As a result, Johnny had a lifelong fear of open flames and hot sparks. He was also not in great physical condition, a lot of split ends and very thin. At the age of 12, Johnny was taken to the movies by his father to see Rocky. He would often recount the story of how he got in for free as his dad wore him atop his head and insisted <laughs> that his son Johnny was actually just his hair. What a laugh. Rocky was a turning point in little Johnny's life, as one line in the movie inspired him to be a better version of himself. You don't have much of a brain, so you better start developing your body. With that in mind, Johnny began using Alpacin caffeine shampoo three times a day to make his strands stronger and more bouncy. His father, James, committed suicide in 1985. He never got over the underwater bridge abandonment and considered himself a failure. Little is known of what happened to his mother, Gloria. An urban myth says she occasionally climbs up the drain pipes into shower cubicles and leaves little pieces of herself stuck to the tiles. Johnny decided he was going to hitchhike his way to Hollywood with hopes of being in the movie business. Upon arriving in Hollywood, Johnny realized that getting into the movies was not as easy as he had hoped. He would occasionally get roles in shampoo commercials and sometimes would work for the Crime Investigation Network in reenactments of crimes committed by people with long, stupid brown hair. But the work soon dried up. He got what could be called his big break into film by playing Connie's pubes in the peanut butter solution. His success, however, was short-lived, and that movie is complete crap. Following the box office failure of the film, he fell into a deep depression. He started taking drugs and dyeing himself stupid colors and spent some time in the punk scene until he realized that he looked even more ridiculous that way than he used to. He would take small roles in low-budget porn movies, sometimes being a rug on the floor of a whorehouse or to his more familiar role as a merkin. It was when watching one of these movies, a fetish film about queefing called Muff Guff, the director of Samurai Cop, Amir Shiran, spotted Johnny. There were reshoots to be done, but the star of the movie, Matt Hannon, had cut his hair off thinking and hoping that filming was over. For continuity, Shiran needed a wig for Matt to wear but there was no budget left from the primary shoot. In walks Johnny Wigman, covered in dried-in semen and vaginal discharge from his last job. He said he would do the film for the mere price of a wash and a blow-dry. Having seen the final cut of the movie at a screening in the director's garage, Johnny, having suffered one box office failure already, couldn't stand the thought of another. As the rest of the cast and crew parties in Chiron's living room, Johnny stole a cigarette and lighter from the coffee table. He went upstairs to the bathroom, covered himself in hairspray, and lit the first and last cigarette he would ever have. A memorial service was held at the Hollywood United Methodist Church, but sadly no one attended because he was just a fucking wig. Johnny Wigman, 1965 to 1991. <laughs> 
A nice wee J-Mac production right there. <laughs> Class. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely did. I hope everybody at home enjoyed this also. Uh, I have to say, uh, my proudest moment was Muff Guff. <laughs> Muff Guff. <laughs> and the fact that I'm your son and Muff Guff. Because <laughs> that's the shit he watches, clearly. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Hey, uh, that hurt my face a bit. Sometimes that can happen. <laughs> Sometimes that can happen. Um, the the wig is magnificent. I think it really is. <laughs> you can tell when he's wearing the wig. <laughs> I mean, you can get wigs of that quality for nine ninety nine on Amazon now. There was there was no money spent on that wig. It was clearly a woman's wig as well. This wasn't a a guy with long hair wig. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, let's I mean let's have another look at it if we can. Have you got something there that you can? Bring up, um, from like for his wig or like from him yeah, just completely... just for the wig. I don't know. Let's see. Ah, sorry. Like we'll see. What happened to the sound? Yeah. There? <laughs> That's definitely a director, isn't it? <laughs> I think you're muted, mate. I muted myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I um, no, that's that's that actor. I've seen him make those noises before. He's actually quite a good martial artist. That wee guy. He's been in loads of stuff. He was in the uh, Hot Shots Part Two. <laughs> he was in Part Two. Uh, part Two. And he was in uh, Big Trouble in Little China as well. Should have showed up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I remember in Hot Shots Part Two, he gets kicked at both sides of the face and it buckles his face up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's him. Um, we, but, know, we actually, I just realised we we missed the, the first car chase where you can see the like the absolute like there's a part where this guy gets shot out of a van oh, and ran over. Jesus, it's amazing! It's the best bad guy getting run over scene I've ever seen in a film. Play that clip, we, Kevin. <laughs> how did we skip over this in this? Ah, uh, yeah, got him. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Ah. Hey, man, watch it. Watch it. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh man! You might have noticed. You might have noticed the wig as well. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, so, so they stop the car before they hit him, but move the camera like it bumps, <laughs> and then just film for the back, twitching a wee bit. So he got run over by a car, and all that happened was he got his knees cut. <laughs> oh man! They are. Uh... Oh. Mate, see that that was so early on in the movie. When I turned that movie on, I was like, "Oh, here we go!" <laughs> here we go. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a otherwise occupied for the next hour and a bit. <laughs> oh, it's, it's if you, if anybody watching this or that happens to watch this later on, we're live just now. But if anybody watches later, make sure you see this film. You have to see it. It is terrible, but it's such such good fun. Yeah, let's let's move on with the the storyline here. Where are we yeah, at? This, well, there's a boy, and the <clears throat> it doesn't make any sense. Mind the wee random waiter wondering that if this is after he's done his big spiel to the <laughs> and that waiter. To the right, and then the wee waiter comes and like, why do we need? Why do we need to know that her, her dad had died and killed his son? <laughs> it's like bang. <laughs> where where are they? Where were they going with it? Absolutely nowhere. It has zero bearing on the movie. It has zero bearing on that conversation. Um, I think the guy's just a gossip. <laughs> is uh, 
Wait, were you able to pick up what his name was? They asked him what his name was. No, what was it? Ricardo. <laughs> That's my first name. <laughs> it's got like a, a 15,000 word first name. Um, uh, <clears throat> that guy's actually really funny, I have to say. I, I, I actually enjoyed it when he was on the screen. He, he was just he was so over the top in camp and just pointless. He's like, he's like that wee <laughs> Chinese boy from The Hangover. Uh, oh, I, I, that's right. Um, is he Chinese? Or is, it, or is he Korean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's Korean. Is he? Is he? I thought he was Chinese. <laughs> <clears throat> His name's Mr. Kim. So he's a tranny. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kim's a very popular name in Korea. <laughs> I clearly don't know a lot about Korea. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I can you find a new career. <laughs> ah! um, so after the, after this after this uh, chase, well, no chase. After this meeting in the the, ho- the hotel, it is a hotel, isn't it? They're in a restaurant hotel. They're in a, re- a restaurant. Yeah. Yep. Aye. Um, there is a a situation that then escalates outside. Which is you remember the he's like here get these guys done in so it goes to um and we got a comment here augmented orb splitter yo guys kimchi kim fu kimchi there you go mr kim ah (laughs) nice nice that was a <laughs> mental profile picture, by the way. <laughs> that, guy, that guy's got an interesting story. <laughs> Let's bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Looks like that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Pete for Big Brother years ago. <laughs> you remember the guy with Tourette's? What was yeah. his name? Oh, he was. It was, was in that crispy the clown shit that we watched a few weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> actually, sorry. I, th- this is something that I totally forgot to mention. Earlier on, it's, uh, ideally, like if if we're, if we've written an episode, we'll go through it step by step by step and do everything in chronological order. But this is just a chat, so I'm going to take us back a wee while. See, just after the guy gets his head cut off in the uh, hospital, mm-hmm. then Steve, the cop with the Jerry curls, goes into the room, uh-huh. and the bed's covered in blood. Obviously, a headless body there. This guy's a policeman. What does mm-hmm. he shout? Call security. It's like, mate, you're the most secure it gets. You're the, you're the cop. <laughs> what, what's security going to do? Stitch his head back on. <laughs> hey, um, the, the this is called Samurai Cop, and yet there's not a lot of samurai going on in this movie, apart from this. You motherfuckers, leave them alone. Uncuff him! I'm in! Uncuff him! Damn! (laughs) How skinny is the stump? I know, and not only that, right? Looks like a broken pencil. When you see something like this, and throw, you would assume that it would go into him. And oh no, he like... didn't. He didn't throw. That was a. That was meant to be a slice. But he was far away from him. Let's watch that again. He was quite. Oh, far he was away far from away from him. him. It's just bad continuity, man. There's, he didn't throw it. That is him slicing through his arm. They should have just. Away. Left, 
they should have just left his as a hair short. As far as continuity goes, they should have just let him short hair, long hair, short hair. Let's watch that again. I always assumed he threw that and sliced off his arm, but then again, I had no dropping of the sword, and I couldn't see the sword. You didn't. You didn't even get a. If he had a. Let's watch that again. You motherfuckers, leave him alone. Uncuff him. I'm in. Uncuff him. Ah, you're right. The <laughs> red face. Damn. So we've got a black guy here. Make him say damn. <laughs> Shit. That is whack. <laughs> Not another teen movie. Available for rent on Amazon Prime. <laughs> what are you doing? What? I am supposed to be the only talking black guy at this party. Shit, my bad. It's all right, it has to be. <laughs> damn. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, yes <laughs> so he gets uh, his arm cut off and that man he was nowhere near him the guy was half the street away from him yes <laughs> that's 100 percent true that's true <laughs> the guy that would be really cool mate oh. if someone took the clips from this right and tried to make sense of them for example say we went and filmed that very scene right but then we kind of added a shot that had this massive, massive samurai sword <laughs> right across the street. It's like of Freddy, Freddy Krueger's arms. With <laughs> 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 a big ass arm with a sword. <laughs> I'd love to see that. And in the fashion that Kung Powers, you know, like that was a, mo- a real movie, but it was dubbed and they added new scenes and they made it into Kung Pao. I think to do that with samurai cop would be incredible to like make up for all the things that don't make sense i don't know man i I think they they, no they need to leave this film exactly as it is (laughs) this is this is another thing like just talking about like how you make a movie and how you how you frame your shots and stuff like that see the way we are talking to each other right now this is Uh perfect for what we are doing right Mm -hmm. but this isn't how you make a film every shot that's one person in the scene it's filmed in this frame with the eyes right in the middle of the screen or even more <laughs> it's, it's like, hey Fujiyama what you want to do when you're filming somebody up close mm-hmm. you're going to want to do it so that they're either off to the side and looking in the opposite direction right or you want to have it close enough that you don't get the whole head in right that's that's just it's standard practice Every shot in this film that's one person is like this, sorry, or this. <laughs> Not a clue. It's like the Not old granny doing the FaceTime. <laughs> the <laughs> FaceTime. David Fullerton says, let me get the Tennessee rub. I'm going to eat that shit. The movie or the arm? But <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, see when he's looking at it, he's like, ah! It's like the end of a fucking HB pencil. Oh. <laughs> I'm so small. It's so small. Oh, some of the my god, some of the acting in this one, like see the death scenes. I mean, we saw that Oscar-worthy performance from the guy that. Oh, I love it that when someone gets shot in this movie, it's just like white t-shirt. Oh, and then they move their hand, and there's a wee red dot, <laughs> and then they go. Oh, 
they did they did make a proper effort with one guy I mean it was the, the big fat black guy that got shot up against the car they're shooting like I don't know if it's like wee balls of meat or something <laughs> no mate that's paintballs he was is getting paintballs paintball. he right. was getting paintballed mate uh, that's no I mean if that's paintballs well well done to that guy for just sitting and taking that not uh, only that imagine <laughs> the guys because we know that they're always they're clear trained Right, we can tell from the fire incident that they're all trained professionals here. But imagine the guy had a dodgy shot with that paintball and went in his face. He had... <laughs> uh, I'm blind, PJ. I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> Early nineties reference there for anybody that never seen Bike a Grove. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh. it, it was PJ and Duncan. I think I think Duncan was Duncan Ant or Deck. I don't know what one's Ant and Deck. Never mind what one's PG and Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Should be going on a t-shirt. Here, a prime example of a great death is towards the end where there, there's going to be a big fight and beforehand. There are there's a wee bit of a shootout. An American, not American. I keep saying American samurai because that's what I grew up on. But samurai cop, there's always guns. There's a lot of shooting and there's very little samurai sword. And here mm. is a clear depiction of someone dying <laughs> look at his face look at his face he's concentrating so hard <laughs> kev i don't i don't hear you at all Oh, this is my mic was muted. Sorry. There we go. I, I said essentially there, right? The first one he gets shot, he goes, ah, oh, right? Turns like he's going to be sick. The <laughs> second time he gets shot, he's like, ah, ooh. He spends a holding I'm going to play it again, right? Watch his second shot. He goes, ooh, right? Like it turned him on a bit. And the third one is just like, right, cool. <laughs> right? Watch, watch this, right? Watch it. Second shot. Look out. <laughs> First shot, he's like, that was a bit of a hindrance. Ah, yeah, it's going to yeah. make me sick. Here it comes, here it comes. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> but those oh, shots the are next... not bothering him in any way. Put the next one in harder. Because <laughs> you wouldn't just drop to, to your death like, no, no, wait, no, let me put my gun down. All right, I'm down. <laughs> do, do, you know what's, do you know what's funny? Remember I was saying a bit earlier on about the gang being so kind of multicultural and multiracial. Now, there's a, actually a bit in the film that tries to account for this, where they're, where they're like, so, oh, we, can, we can't have this pinned on us killing this samurai cop. Call in some guys from New York. And there's like <laughs> nine black guys wearing bandanas and leather. <laughs> Just shocks. Like, that's what New York is to you, isn't it? I mean, you're, you're fucking reprobate. <laughs> oh, Why still holding the sniper rifle? I probably... <laughs> He's wobble. That's, that's, my da, that's my dad's gun. We kind of get a scratch on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's, it is camp as fuck. That's very well described on the, the part of David Fulton. That that scene actually sums up how good the whole film is. It really does. That's the perfect scene. If you were to say somebody, you ever seen Samurai Cop? No, watch this and show them that clip, and they'll go right out and watch it. Um, Again, still very little, very little evidence at this point that he is trained in any way as a samurai. Um, he has also, a sword twice in the movie. Aye, also, like even like 
chin boy in the bottom corner there, right? Even he says it at one point, he's, he trained in Japan with the Masters. He speaks fluent Japanese. This is supposed to be a really threatening guy. Don't get me wrong, big guy, burly guy, can probably handle himself, but he's not a samurai. He's not a samurai. Um, is it even that, a cop? At what point does he present his badge? Or where uh, are you? Uh, uh, never. <laughs> Buying a fake cop badge would have cost money. <laughs> don't need to be spending money on that kind of shit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. How can you expect them to spend money on that when he can't spend money on a decent wig? Um, <laughs> aye, the <laughs> the there's a sequence, a fight scene that happens after he has a meeting with uh, Jennifer in the restaurant, and there's that fucking weird lion head on the wall. Remember that thing? Aye. It's like a mac macrame or mac macrame <laughs> lion head thing. Really, really weird. Anyway, the there's a fight scene in a nightclub just after he has a meeting with her and again it's all white guys that are there from the katana gang <laughs> one of them so white that he's got a blonde mullet and, and the first guy he's got a baseball bat and he's he's like he's like this guy's mine and he takes the bat i don't know do i even have anything here that i could substitute a bat with ah there we go right <laughs> A real samurai. And he's just like <laughs> he just gets punched. <laughs> and he steals the bat off and batters fuck it, you fuck. Oh. It's 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 so silly, man. It's it's such a it's such a shit show, but you can't stop watching. You just can't no. stop watching. There are many films like this that are as bad, if not worse, that you would actually switch off, but you just never have an urge to switch this one off. I don't know no. what it is about it. It's just perfectly, perfectly terrible. Maybe it's all the sex scenes. There is too many. There's too many sex scenes, and they're not good. They're just awkward. They yeah, are and, just and, awkward. And by the way, right? These henchmen show up to his house. You know, after he's kind of chilled on the beach. Now I'm going to paint a wee picture here. He's chilling on the beach with his new missus. This is them. Yep. Came here to kill some bad guys. Just gonna take a day off. Yep. Also, um, she didn't know she was going to his house. He just must I have know. a cupboard full of different sized right. bikinis that he just hands out. Right? Because <laughs> he literally picks her off the street. Aye, outside the church, because she's a good church going girl. Yeah. Aye, clearly. Look at that wee kiss in the nose. What are you doing? What are you doing? See this? This is every sex scene except she's naked in all of them. Isn't this every sex scene? Aye. Except she's naked. What even is this? <laughs> oh, we're getting so copyright struck in the night. Like, <laughs> super <Yeah>. copyright strikes. <laughs> After it, my phone will just blow up. Aye, <laughs> um, like, so this happens, and then they go back to his, right? That's when they start giving it all the, the real patter. Then they chill it a bit more, and then the henchmen come. They're shooting out, and of course he shoots. Not not use a samurai sword. He shoots them all. They're all dead. But they tried to kill him and her. And then the next scene, she's like, "Hey, mum, what you doing?" Like, Aye. What the she, fuck? she got she got over that trauma way way too quickly. Wow. Way too quickly. She must have been. She must have got pumped in between scenes, and they just left that one out for some reason. 
It's like putting 19 other sex scenes, but the one that would make sense as to why she's feeling decent after it, fuck it, we'll leave that one out. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The What's funny, though, is like, like I said, he meets her outside the church on a Sunday, which is her birthday, right? And uh, it, before that, he asks her what church she goes to. She's like, oh, I go to the Episcopal Church. And he's like, ah, the Episcopal Church. That's nice. It's like, what, as opposed to all the shite-looking churches. <laughs> What, what, what's your pattern, mate? What's your banner? As she's she enters his house, she's like, "Oh, is this your house?" He goes, "Yeah, I own it, month to month, month to month." Is that a joke? Is that meant to be a joke? Can I think it is actually meant to be a joke, but it just doesn't land. It's basically he's, he's he's admitting that he rents it, um, but just in a really roundabout way. And also, as a cop, you're not affording that property, dude. Um, also, I, I don't know if you noticed this when you were watching it. There's no way, there's no way um, that <laughs> this film, uh, David, David Fillon's asking, do we know how much this film made in revenue? I guarantee you it's already made 15,000 times the budget, even if it only sold one DVD. <laughs> made, I don't have budget information, but it did, it did gross £384,756. Dollars. Pounds or dollars? Dollars. dollars. Right. So by, the current, by the current exchange rate, that's about the same in pounds. Uh, <laughs> um, so I actually did make money because the budget couldn't have been any more than 50 quid in a packet of skips. Um, <laughs> does he fight them in that mankini? Do you, do you know what? No, he doesn't. But that would have that would have just capped it off nicely. Maybe there's a deleted scene out there. I would ask the director about his pan breed. Um, oh, that makes me ah, He's away. So is uh, your wee guy in the bottom right there. Big we guy, <laughs> yeah, big, big Zadar. He's he's gone as well, unfortunately. Um, he, um, uh, he had a by the way, he, his chin was like he had a sear chin, it wasn't just like that was his chin, he had a condition, big chinitis, something like that. I, <laughs> I think, uh, I think <laughs> I've chin... got a joke I'm gonna have to tell you after, after the podcast. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> ah, no! I think, uh, I think his chin might actually still be alive. Somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to get a biography, aren't we? Nah, not for the chin. Uh, I could I could only find one for the wig. Ah, uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> Wee bit of dead air there. That's good. No, it's, it's, yeah, I was doing that thing that I always do. I was doing something in the background. And aye, aye. Up. Unfortunately, um, normally I notice it so I can compensate. I just didn't notice it this time. Um, <laughs> But uh, just to get onto this kind of silly dialogue and the over overly sexualized presence of this entire film, there's a bit where they're about to do a raid. The the sexy blonde cop that he was with at the start is with them. Uh, they're about to go away and do their stuff, uh, Frank and Joe. And uh, she just turns to the cop next to her, who's like a 50-odd-year-old wee fat guy, uh, probably nearing retirement. And uh, she turns to him and goes, hey, we got nothing to do. Let's fuck. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> and it's like, was she joking? Like, what is or that even did, does, does the samurai cop just have that much a sexual presence that if he doesn't give it to her, she just has to get it for whoever's closest? Mm. That's like a, I don't know, a blessing and a curse, I suppose. Um, sure I think this, uh, what's his name, Amir, had thought, you know, what, what, what makes movies sell? Action, tits. 
that's all mm-hmm. given, right? So yeah. Well, don't release a film called Samurai Cop. Release a film called Action Tits. <laughs> Action Tits. So that's what it is. It's like, <laughs> of course they're going to love my movie. Everybody, all the girls want to fuck and all the guys want to fight. Boom, boom. Success. I think that was his skewed vision for the movie. <laughs> he had a vision? <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> There's a, <sighs> the part, mate. It's like, it, it does cut, it comes off as like a lethal weapon kind of thing. You know, we're here to get the bad guys. Then they all just go, you know what? We're all going to go home today. We're all going to go home. I'm going to go home and sit with my wife that gets her throat cut. I'm going to go and kick about a beach. I'm going to just be at home in the shower. Like all the cops are at home and then they get visited I, I, by. They've, they've all got the same day off. Right. I don't know. I don't know if the police force works like that. I know a lot of people in the police in this country and very rarely have two of them got the same day off together. Uh, but over there, it's just like, okay, guys, it's the weekend. <laughs> Let's shut down the police. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it, it gets to the point where you just think these cops, they're, they're, they have no intention of arresting anybody either. Oh, it's just like, everybody. we're just going to kill them. And there's a bit where uh, it's coming up for the Okamura fight uh, and they go to arrest Okamura. And they catch him shagging. Of course he's shagging because who isn't he in this film, right? <laughs> this weird looking wee baldy guy getting laying into something. And, uh, <laughs> getting laying into something. <laughs> and they're outside the door going, huh, that's the last fuck he's ever going to have. It's like, they're just trying to kill him. There's no intention to arrest. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> no. none. They were there with intent. <laughs> and then, and then comes the fight scene between Samurai Cop and Okamura, which is just an absolute gem. For some reason, they, they they have a wee chase, as they always do, and then they end up in like just some kind of wee enclosed bit of a garden or something. There's just cactuses about and stuff like that. And then it's like, right, we're going to have a fight. And like that, the scenery changes to being on like a hilltop with no explanation as to why. Um, and we get one of the, the best fight scenes in cinema history. Well, let's uh, let's see if anyone at home watching can spot or explain why the scenery changes. Fight me like a man. There's no way of explaining that. <laughs> Again, no samurai ness at all. Nope. The wig! There's <laughs> the wig. <laughs> and that part essentially goes on. <laughs> wig clean up. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking, boy? What were you thinking? To be fair, that's probably the best fight scene in the entire film. You know, because at least one of them knew what they were doing, even if he accidentally pulled off the other one's wig. But the thing <laughs> is, like, like I was like I was saying earlier on about um, uh, Matt Hannon, I think the guy could handle his cell. The guy knows how to fight, but everything he does in the film is boxing. He just, yeah. he just, he's just a boxer. There's no, there's no elements of samurai. He's either boxing or shooting. And mm. occasionally he might happen to find a sword and cut somebody up with it, but anybody could do that. It doesn't doesn't take a samurai to kill to cut somebody with a sword. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Um, 
It's a yeah. strange one, this. Uh, just, uh, I can't quite... What's, what's funny, though, is, is that film ends with what I assumed. I assumed it was a neck break that that fight ended with, and I thought, all right, that's Okamura, he's pan breed. But no, he's still just crawling about after getting his neck snapped. And then <laughs> uh, Samurai Cop says to Frank, um, he's like, uh, okay, take him in. Um, watch his arm. I think I might have broke it. I'm like, when? <laughs> there was zero evidence of that arm ever getting broken. Earlier on in the film, the, the, the police captain's chewing them out because somebody is like, oh, somebody got killed and an officer lost a hand. When did an officer lose a I hand? Know. It never happened. You're just making shit up for the sake of dialogue. <laughs> You're trying to fill a page. So, like, oh, I might have broke his arm. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, all right, we'll arrest him. And then, of course, Okamura's no no pan breed, so he tries to kill them. So then they've got their excuse to kill him. Spoiler alert, Okamura fucking dies, like <laughs> everybody else. And then yeah. they, they go back to see their captain, who for some reason is about to be fired because of what they're doing, who then advocates for them to go out and just kill everybody. He says, you guys go out, kill everybody, and then we'll all hand our badges in. Right, that's no way they repercussions stop. You don't just lose your job for that shit. You go to fucking jail, man. It's not just a whole story. Here's my badge. I'll go and work in quick safe. That doesn't did, work like that. Did you all just kill about 40 different people? Yeah. Badge. Come on. Badges. But they were bad, man. Uh -huh. <laughs> that is something else. The, the, the main bad guy, you know, here comes the boss. He gets killed very easily. He didn't even seem like the big bad guy in it. It was more chin. Ah, Chen was the body. <laughs> Who, despite our naming of him, is not from that side of the world at all. Uh, he's an American guy called Robert D Zadar. Um, Zadar. But in this film, I think his name is, it's not Fujiyama, that's the other guy. He, is it Yamamoto or something? Um, Yamaguchi? <laughs> I can't remember his name. Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi, <laughs> that's his name. Um, but look at him. He's in the bottom right there now. That is not a Japanese guy. No. What no. Oh, look, Kev's multitasking again. Look, <laughs> I, I was trying to find his name. Robert Zadar. Oh, he's Yamashita. Oh, Yamashita. Right off. Yeah. Well. <laughs> sometimes Yamagoda, sometimes Yamashita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is he from Chinchina? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but he does have Chindian heritage. Uh, so I thought it was Chindonesia. <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're over complicating this. He's from China. <laughs> He's Chinese. <laughs> no man. Oh. <laughs> the final fight is between Big Chinny and. <laughs> Jenny, I've got a really big face. I'm going to call myself that for on Big Jenny. <laughs> Jabba Jabba podcast with Kevin Wells and Big Jenny, my cousin Jenny. <laughs> 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 oh, I nearly passed it, man. 
my cousin Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him in that movie? We need right that if Heather's watching, or even if she's no, we need to get a my cousin Jenny t-shirt made up. <laughs> and uh, even I'll buy one. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin Jenny. I'm actually gonna photoshop the movie cover of my cousin Jenny and he's gonna oh. he's gonna oh, oh no. Sorry to all our listeners who are just listening to us laughing down the headphones. (laughs) Anybody that's just tuned in will be like, What have they said? What have they said? (laughs) My cousin Jenny. So, with, with, with this fight between. Wiggy and my cousin Jimmy. <laughs> we start with they they both do their their kind of uh, intimidation displays of how skillful they are with swords. Now I'm really hoping that you've got a clip for this one, Kev. I don't. Sorry, uh, you, you I must. Don't, I genuinely oh don't. God, man. I, I know I should have, but I just followed the <clears> list <throat> you gave me. I thought I said that one. In fact, I, did I not send? I sent it to you in Messenger, so you should be able to bring it up. Right now, as a screen share, I send it to you in Messenger. I can, um, I can, I can, uh, I can go through it with you if you like. Um, I'm just waiting on it loading. Ah, oh, this is this is not fun <laughs> for everyone. Um, no, that that clip wasn't included, but it is a popular clip, so it should have been. I agree, but everybody, hey, it just forces everybody to look up that very scene. <laughs> Where he's swinging his sword about, and it's sped it's, up, isn't it? I remember the bit in Conan the Barbarian where he's doing his Schwarzenegger's got his sword and he's behind the back, all that stuff, and you're like, ah, right, okay. Even Schwarzenegger can hold a sword. Watch the scene with these two guys. Matt Hannon kind of looks like he might have practiced a wee bit. <laughs> My cousin Chenny. He fucking didn't he? <laughs> My cousin didn't he? <laughs> I've oh, um, I've I've sent you your initial message via the private chat. You'll see that it wasn't in, it wasn't included. But it's a it's also a slight on myself because I should have I should have put that. Oh no, no, it's, it's there. I'll I'll send you it again. Is right it? There. Is it? It's there. Unfortunately, it's me taking it from my projector. But you'll still see. Yeah, I've just sent it to you again. Um. So all oh, right, right. I never looked at that for that crap. Oh no! Wait, no. I can open that now. Yeah, I can open that now. Hold on a second. So, entertain our audience while I get our clip ready for <clears> your <throat> projector. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne. Uh. So I. Just while Kevin's going to bring up this clip, if anybody wants to watch this film, it's not the easiest to get a hold of. Um, you're on Amazon. 
you can get it not on Amazon Prime, so it's obviously from a, a lot of private sellers, a lot of second-hand stuff, um, but also it's quite pricey. Like, it's like 20-odd quid. Is there um, a Blu-ray released? Uh, there was a Blu-ray released uh, of Samurai Cop, and I think it costs about 22 quid, something like that. Here we go. Just wanted to show off my man cave. Right, here we go. Like, right. I can't even know what I'm doing. Watch this. <laughs> 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 Kevin, let's see that last move again. That last wee swipe that he does right at the end. Right, so kind of dumb but half decent. And then this wink, 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 and then joink. What's that last one? What's that then? Oh man! <laughs> it's almost as just like cut these trees, cut these trees. <laughs> Oh, what? I think even I could. I would. I'd say I could do a wee bit better than that. I, I would say you could as well. Um, <laughs> but as, the thing is, none of it makes it a, a hard to watch. It just makes it easier to watch. It's like when it gets to that final moment, that final kind of that that end clash that we all knew was coming. You don't even hate the fact that it's shite. You love it. You mm -hmm. love it. Does he die by the the sword? By any chance? No, no, he does not. Well, fucking after after a big wait for the big crescendo and the big coming together of the two main characters, he kills him fucking self, <laughs> so he can die. Honor with honor. Not a very I... honorable man, though. He put chip. No, he's about he's about his body. But he had chinny chode bag, isn't he? <laughs> 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 my cousin <laughs> that's definitely getting that's, that's definitely going on a t-shirt <laughs> my cousin Jenny. oh i can't wait to put that one together uh so <laughs> oh mate <laughs> my, my my friend uh david fulton who's listening tonight he's just sent me something uh i'm going to send it to you right now in whatsapp and i think this could also be a great t-shirt idea and i want you to bring it up on the screen <laughs> So we, I thought my like your your joke was great, man. My cousin Chenny. Um, can his, you send that to me via wet, um, messenger? Uh, I probably can. Uh, let me just flick through my phone like a professional podcaster would, and let's have a sneak. Oh yes, I can. You dancer. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Um, I I'm just gonna. Bring that up now in a sec. So I think we let's start a, a trend. Eh? How many how many things can you take the piss out of using the word chin? <laughs> <laughs> chin <Fair> diesel. <laughs> can somebody Fair stick him stick him in a glass and we'll call it chin and tonic? <laughs> I feel that. Hey, by the way, for the best, for the best meme that gets sent to us from all our listeners with the chin we may just throw you a little t-shirt a wee meme <laughs> put your own work on it <laughs> put your own work on it <laughs> j-mac what what is the legacy of this movie samurai cop first of all i just need to mention the fact that after that scene the film ends on the same beach scene we had for earlier on uh, which is just scene. 
it's just weird. It's it's like it was just a little bit that they didn't use earlier. They're like, fuck it, stick that in at the end. That'll do. Mm-hmm. So we get some more black pants and bikinis and kissing and caressing. And that's how the film ends. Uh, the legacy of this film will last for fucking ever. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not going anywhere. And if we can add to that, I'm more than happy. Hey, uh, we should we should try and reach out to um what's his face? <laughs> the samurai <laughs> cop. Is, wait, no, is, is that no there's not no red skull for fucking Captain America? Keep <laughs> <laughs> no, weaving. Yeah, we should try and I think he's I think he goes by Matt Caradus now. I think he changed his name. Yeah. Um, I think it was to try and avoid any kind of connection with this film. Um, but he has he has embraced the film for what it is now. He only found out like ten years ago that it was that it had any kind of following. Mm. Um, people thought he was dead. Like the, there was a, the, IMDb had him listed as dead. <laughs> he he had to come out and say no, I'm no, hello. But no, he was but even for a while he was quite happy for everybody to think that. It was his daughter. His daughter said to him, "Like, listen, your samurai cops actually gaining some traction. You should, you should really come out and tell people that you're still on the planet, man." Um, yeah. And he does. It, now he does like uh, screenings and Q and As and stuff like that. And the guy is genuinely funny. He seems like a seems like a genuinely cool guy. I'd love, I'd love the chance to speak to him. So if you happen to see this, he's a shit jibber scotland at gmail.com yeah i think we'll maybe have to reach out to him just for a little chat on the behind the scenes i really want to ask him what it was like to lie on top of a naked woman and just kiss and how awkward that might have been afterwards <laughs> uh that's right up there on the list of things i'd ask him as well <laughs> j mac in closing is there anything you'd like to say about this movie uh, nothing more about this movie. I think I've said all I've got to say. Apart from like, it is so bad and so good, so much fun. Make sure you watch it as soon as this podcast is finished. I'm going to watch Samurai Cop Two, which came out 2016, I think, something like that, and it stars the great Tommy Wiseau as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my plan for the rest of the night. What about yourself, Cable? I'm going to watch the Malignant, Malignant, the new James Wan movie. And by the way. What date does the new Halloween movie come out? What date? Isn't it the 15th? I don't know. Ah, sure it is. Cramping my toe. Ah. Which, which means our next box office banter could be the new Halloween Kills movie. Oh, man. Make sure to check us out uh, through the week. Is it October uh, 15th or September 15th? I thought it was October. Oh, it's still a month away then. Oh, aye. We're in September. <laughs> So it's been a nine eleven was yesterday, man. <laughs> oh, it's not this week. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's yeah. been a, a rough week, mate. <laughs> my are the job. Aye, aye. <laughs> Kevin's Kevin's got some kind of I don't know fungal wasting disease. He's still trying to find out what it is, but I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll recover. I got the power. <laughs> kindy, kindy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed watching this, mate. And I think we should look into more of these kind of movies. We do. I don't think do there a... is it anything like. There's nothing else like this out there, man. This film stands alone in what it is. I'm 100 percent convinced. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to be as good, bad as this. 
<laughs> mm, we'll, we'll find one uh, i'm looking forward to our next couple of watch alongs as well but you guys will see us through the week next week so make sure you're liking us on facebook following us on twitter instagram all the cool places you can visit us at www.jibberjabberpodcast.com where you can find everything we do all the projects we're related to all that cool stuff you can also buy our merch at jibberjabberstore.co.uk where you can get stuff like what we're wearing today J Max got the hoodie. I've got the t-shirt on. Um, more stuff coming as well. So head over there and support the cause and all that cool stuff. Uh, or just let us know what you'd like to see us cover in the near future. And I'm looking forward to that. There's some really cool guests coming on very, very soon. Ones that you'll be like, oh my god, how did they get that person? And I kind of wait for those episodes as well. J Max, absolutely, absolutely. And also make sure to stay tuned. There's always a post-credit sequence. See you next time. Awkwardly long pause. <laughs> it was it was in, it was in relation to the movie. Love it. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye. Tulu. Au revoir. Half we Awkward pause.